Hello, Channel Pros. Welcome to the Channel Journeys podcast. I'm Rob Spee, your cycling, sailing, and channel fanatic and host of Channel Journeys. Well, I have not been cycling much lately, not for the last couple of weeks, and this episode is being published a week later than I normally publish. I like to be on a two-week schedule, but it's been three weeks. I took some time off. I went sailing in the British Virgin Islands on a 40-foot catamaran with my family. It was fantastic. This was my second time as captain on a big cat like this, and I'm really getting comfortable sailing them. All the lines on this boat, it was a Lagoon 40, are run back to the helm, so it's really easy to control all the sails. You can single-hand the boat right from the helm, leaving my family alone to do whatever they wanted to do while we were cruising from island to island. It was, it was really great. And last week, I was in Miami for Go Beyond. That's Beyond Trust's big annual partner and customer event. We had such a fantastic week in, in a really beautiful location. It was so nice to speak with partners and customers face-to-face. We had a lot of fun there. We kicked it off with Partner Day, Partner Connect Day. That was followed by two days of main stage content for everyone. And then the latter half of the week, we held our partner and customer advisory board meetings. And, and we were able to get both boards together. We brought them together for a product experience session that was super productive. Then to top it all off, I got to join a few of our PAB and CAB members for the Formula One race taking place last week. We went to the practice runs on Friday and Saturday and then saw the big race on Sunday. What an amazing event. Just incredible what they do for three days of, of racing. Hundreds of thousands of people in attendance. I just missed going to F1 last summer when we were in Monaco. It had just finished, I think, when we arrived there for our first partner advisory board meeting last summer. All right, I've got a fun episode for you today. Last year, I recorded a panel podcast in Monaco with members from our partner advisory board, and, and that was so popular and so much fun, I decided to do it again this year. My goal this year was to find out the partner's view on ecosystems, a, a really hot topic. It was the topic of our Partner Connect Day. And do you ever wonder what partners really think of your partner ecosystem strategy? Well, I do, so I invited three different PAB members these are three partners with completely different business models to join me on the floor of our show for a fun conversation on ecosystems and the impact they're having on their partner business. Are you ready to get the real scoop on ecosystems? Let's go. This is Channel Journeys, the podcast for channel professionals. Here you will meet and learn from channel experts who share their channel victories, defeats, and lessons learned along the way. Here's your host, channel chief, and adventure seeker, Rob Spee. Hello, channel pros. Good afternoon. Great to have you all here today. So this is a special podcast episode recording live here on the floor of the Beyond Trust 2023 Go Beyond Show, great event here. This is F1 week, so Formula One, a lot of excitement going on. And uh, the theme of this show is Accelerate. And we're talking about a lot of acceleration. Today we're talking about accelerating the partner ecosystem. Yesterday we had Partner Connect Day. We had over 100 partners with us. And we were talking about how do we grow the ecosystem? How do we really leverage the ecosystem? Partners of all different types. So today on Channel Journeys, I have got a small ecosystem, a small microcosm of our ecosystem here with three of our partners, totally different types of partners that we've got today. So I've got Michael Fleming with XMS Solutions, Justin Christensen from AWS. Folks probably know who AWS is. And Sean Remnant from Ignition. So to kick it off, guys, first, welcome to the Channel Journeys podcast. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Great Thank you. to have you here. 
I'm just gonna, why don't you just give me a, a quick overview, your elevator pitch of, of who you are, what you do, what your company does, and where you fit in the uh, ecosystem. Sure, Rob. Uh, Michael Fleming from XMS Solutions. We are a professional and managed services delivery organization. So we partner with vendors such as Beyond Trust to implement and then maintain their so the solutions once they're installed. And where are you based? I'm personally based in North Carolina, but uh, our company is located all over the country. And you do services just in North America? We do services worldwide. Worldwide, okay, excellent. How many service delivery folks do you have? We have about 80 engineers right now. Okay, excellent. All right, Justin. Yeah, uh, my name's Justin Christensen. I'm an account executive with Amazon Web Services, AWS, if some don't know, based in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I have focused primarily, well actually I have the privilege of leading a Beyond Trust obsessed account team of, uh, of six that actually help from both a build of a technology uh, perspective as well as a sell uh, technology perspective as you guys are now on the AWS marketplace. Yeah, so that's two components of the ecosystem. We have service delivery, we've got our hyperscaler marketplace. Sean, how about you? Yeah, thanks Rob. Um, Sean Remnant, I'm one of the founders of a company called Ignition Technology. I look after strategy and portfolio for Ignition. Um, Ignition is a, a distributor of software and SaaS-based security solutions. HQ is in the UK, but then we've also got presence in uh, the Nordics, France, DAC, and the Middle East. Um, and in 21, we were acquired by our exclusive networks. That's right. So when did you guys first get started, Ignition? Uh, about eight years ago. Okay. Yeah, about eight years ago. All right, excellent. Yeah. So. Yesterday, as I mentioned, was Partner Connect Day. Yes. We covered a lot of ground. Give me an idea of kind of what you took away. What was, what was your takeaway, Michael, from, from Partner Connect Day? My Other than that, I, Rob's just a great presenter. <laughs> <laughs> My main takeaway from Partner Connect Day was that vendors, because you mentioned, you didn't just talk about Beyond Trust, you talked about some of your technology partners that are moving in the same direction you are. But it, it told me that vendors are finally moving to look to deliver solutions to customers as opposed to just products. And that's what we've been trying to sell from You've the beginning. You've been trying to tell us that for years. Right, that customers need solutions. They don't just need products. Right. And so the fact that vendors are finally acknowledging that and embracing it, not just seeing it and ignoring it, is fantastic. Well, that's the key for us too, as a vendor, and we're, we're doing all these fantastic, what we call TAPS, Technology Alliance right. Partners, all these integrations, we have over 50 integrations, but somebody's got to implement them. Right. That's our and, challenge. And you mentioned the, uh, the co-branded events that you're doing. The trifectas. The trifectas that I think are fantastic, are a great idea, and we could even participate in those because you've got all the different providers, you've got a reseller, and then you include XMS Solutions as a delivery partner, yeah. and you've got start to finish for a customer base, and you've got the entire story. That's right, not just the story, but also the implementation, yeah. the execution of yeah. that story. Yeah, Justin, how about you from an AWS perspective? Well, first, what did you, what was your takeaway from yesterday? Yeah, no, I, I would almost, I, mean, he, I feel like he stole my answer because it was <laughs> very much a uh, the comprehensive solution aspect of it because we have a very similar problem in AWS, <clears throat> excuse me, as to where we 
you know, we do a lot of things good, but we, we kind of lack on the whole delivering of the great solution. Yeah. <laughs> and where our partners come in, I think for the most part, and where we really, I think, heard this from you guys, is that uh, the ability to provide a comprehensive solution is is clearly gonna be the, uh, the last mile for us going forward. And, and a lot of the actual collaboration that we've had, I must say, it's been very good to just uh, connect with the partners and learn a little bit more around how they're supporting Beyond Trust and how that actually AWS can work to help support their partners and Beyond Trust. So, found it uh, very valuable. How does this align to AWS's own ecosystem strategy? It's it's actually very well aligned because at the time we're you know very much incentivized to work with our partners mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of areas where you know as a a platform solution provider you know a lot of times we're just trying to create more exposure to that platform yeah. and partners are their key vehicle to help them get there and in a lot of cases actually coming to us uh, uh, from a, a co-sell motion all the way back to you know actually just building a new product and launching it on AWS. We do a lot of things, as I mentioned, good, but not a lot great as to where our partners make us great and build that real comprehensive solution. Yeah. Sean, from a VAD perspective, um, we always like to beat up on VADs, right? And it's like, well, what's the role of the VAD in the ecosystem? I personally have been talking up the VADs because I think there's a huge role for you, but I'll let you defend yourself and kind of giving the, the think, new flavor that, of the VAD and the yeah, role. Yeah, sure. I, th I think, um, I guess the term VAD is overused. Um, <laughs> we, we think value is in the eye of the beholder. So <laughs> we don't like, like to call ourselves a VAD, but we like to be recognized as one, if you like, yeah. from our What do customers. you call yourself? Um, ultimately, we are, because that's where we get pigeonholed. <laughs> so, um, but I guess, um, you know, the, the true value is in is in the eye of the beholder. Yep. Um, we've always, you know, going back to the Partner Connect piece yesterday, um, we've always solution sold. Um, as mentioned before, customers want solutions, they don't want point products. Yeah. Um, I think it helps our sales reps and account guys tell a story rather than get into the nuts and bolts straight away. So they're actually addressing business problems rather than pure play technical ones. Um, so kind of one plus one equals three in terms of, in terms of value. Um, and I guess it de-risks the purchase for the customer to a degree as well, knowing that if you've got these kind of ratified relationships, a customer can buy one or two or three solutions knowing that you've done all the hard work to make sure they work together and right. they get value. Right. And then I think, you know, just, I think ecosystems also crosses across the channel really well. I think that the role, the role of a VAD or the role of any distributor now has changed to become more of an orchestrator. You know, we're, we're, we work, our customers are, their MSPs, their agencies, their consultants, their professional services outfits, their traditional resellers, their SIs. Yeah. And we kind of sit in the, in the middle, helping everyone work together better because ultimately it's a better, better outcome for the customer. So that's kind of interesting because when I was presenting yesterday and I was talking about what, what is an ecosystem and why is it different? We've always had resellers, we've always had VADs, we've always had system integrators, we've always had service delivery partners. Hyperscalers are a bit new, but you guys have been around for quite a while. The marketplace has been out there for what, 10 years or more? Mm, yep. So that's not new. What's new is the orchestration, right? right. That's yes. what's new is, is dancing together in a very orchestrated way. We talked, this is F1, so we talked about the, the pit stop and how super well orchestrated that has to be for 20, 23 guys to get a car coming in at 70 miles an hour, change the tires in two and a half seconds or less, and boom, it's done. It looks so easy, right? But it's super well practiced, super well orchestrated. So how do we orchestrate our partner mm -hmm. ecosystem? We've got three here, we've got 100 more in the room. 
how do we all learn to dance together? So that's interesting that the VAD could actually play a role in that orchestration. I think that's brilliant. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So does that change your ecosystem though? Because traditionally the VAD's ecosystem was the reseller, right? Yes. Yeah, so, that's so only the, one the, small slice the, of it. The classic, the classic drawing of two-tier channel is yes. a pyramid, isn't it? It's, yes. It's vendor, distribution, reseller. That's not the case anymore. The, the diagram looks like kind of distribution in the middle with everything else around it. And yes. then we basically bring in the components we need for the, for the customer to get a, a successful deployment and, and address their business problems rather than just sell a technical solution. So if XMS, if Michael lived in London instead of, where are you now? North Carolina. It's almost London, right? <laughs> yeah, close enough. Just, we better direct flight. Let's say South, <laughs> if, 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 you, if you lived in South London, would he be part of your ecosystem? Or could he be? Absolutely. So, so you know, a good example might be um, somebody, um, a partner that wants to sell a license um, can't be the person that does the deployment. And also, neither of them might be on the supply framework. Yeah. So actually, right. we might need to bring in three parties to deliver a complete solution for mm. a customer. We want, mm. we want to bring in the person who just wants to do the license sale. We want to bring in somebody who's on the supply framework. Yeah. Um, and then we want to bring in someone that can do the scope of works and the, and the deployment. We encounter that all the time. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got customers, be they commercial or government, who have yeah. supplier lists. And if you're not on the supplier list, it's a huge lift to just get on the list so that you can deliver services That's for right. them. But if you work with a, a VAD who is already on that list, you don't, yeah. there's, no, there's no effort. Yes. You just establish those relationships. So as XMS, we have established relationships with tons of different distributors so that we're never in that position. Mm. Uh, so, but the ecosystem has changed, changed things because I used to have point relationships all over the place. You know, I would have a relationship with Beyond Trust, a relationship with a different relationship with Igni Ignition, for example, different relationship with the customer. Now, with this evolution, it's all one big relationship and the customer gets a better outcome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Justin, what, what role are you seeing and maybe what's coming from AWS and playing any type of role in orchestrating, being that orchestrator of the ecosystem? It's interesting, you know, as the platform provider, you know, everything kind of ends, right? What comes to us in some way, shape or form. So, yeah. you know, we hear from partners all the time around, hey, you know, uh, can you help us with a deal or help us with an opportunity? And we're like, well, what's the solution or what's the, what's the, you know, the broader goal here that we're all trying to accomplish and how can we work well together? So it's really the, the education process of uh, how we're working with partners and educating them where, what role we play. Because uh, I think to the earlier point, I mean, figuring out you know, who is going to really drive all of these communities to, to work better together is, is I think, a challenge uh, for us at AWS. And more or less, I imagine for a lot of platform providers. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they essentially are moving solutions, to building solutions on your, on your platform. And ultimately, you're trying to figure out who, what, when, where, and why. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So what about business models? Um, this, this can really introduce new business models, new business opportunities. I'm curious what you're seeing. Sean, you guys are, are stepping into a really new business opportunity involving more service opportunities. Yeah, sure. So uh, I, guess, uh, I guess more of the V again in VAD is we, we want to make sure, we make sure we're an extension of our 
partners, an extension of our vendors. Yeah. So we want to be helping with, with the pre-sales. We want to be helping with the post-sales. We want to be doing the demonstrations. We want to be helping with the renewals. We want to be helping with the deployment if we can. Yeah. So I guess the, there's probably a, uh, there is probably a bit of education to be done in terms of how distribution is often thought of opposed to what we're actually delivering. Mm-hmm. And I guess... I guess that's also changed in terms of everyone needs to make sure they demonstrate value. Everyone. You know, the, the, the margins are often less throughout the channel. Yes. So everyone's got to demonstrate value to make sure that they're, they're earning their slice. Um, and that means going the extra mile, and that's kind of what we, we try and do. So you mentioned margins. When we're working with traditional partner solution providers, they often want to go into services because it's higher margin than the resale. Yeah. Is that the key driver for you at Ignition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, the, there's, there's a lot of talk around multipliers now as yeah. well in terms of you know, what's, what's the cost um, and the revenue from the uh, initial purchase to what's the services attach opportunity on top right. of that. And it's, it's an often much better opportunity. Yeah. You know, the, the services opportunity around identity, as you know, are pretty significant. Yeah. Well, that's a business opportunity for you, but also for us, because we love the fact that you're getting into services, not to compete with XMS, but to be more of a bench extension and an enabler of and, service providers. And, and, and that's exactly what we do. You know, we are literally a bench extender, which is if a, if a partner has a relationship with a customer, um, they don't want that customer to go elsewhere, so they'll work with us to satisfy that requirement. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Is your business model changing in any way with this ecosystem approach? A little. Um, historically, we focused almost entirely on the services side of things. Right. This this ecosystem model has encouraged us to look a little bit stronger at the licensing aspect, you know, the software, the software side of things, and try to make sure that you know, we used to try to just pass through the cost a lot of times mm-hmm. because it was just the easiest thing to do. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily make us a team player in the ecosystem. Yeah, so we've had to be we've had to look at that a little bit differently and and work together with the vendor salespeople to make sure that all the all the numbers work out for everybody. Yes. You know, and you're not the first one to tell me that too. I'm seeing more service providers coming to us with an interest of getting into that sales side of it, into the resale side of it mm-hmm. for the reasons that you mentioned. I think also it's important from a renewals perspective. Right. Right. And that's with the in the SaaS world, that's ultimately what it's all about because mm-hmm. it's land and expand. So the renewal is an, an expansion opportunity Absolutely. and it's our service providers who are in the accounts who have the closest connection to the to the customer and have the best opportunity for driving that, not the, just the renewal, but the expansion as well, right. which pulls you into the, the sales side of the exactly. house. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. is a change. Yeah, we've had to work a lot closer with the with the vendor sales teams. Yeah. Uh, historically, we'd work with our channel manager and that was about it. Yeah. Now we work with the sales team because the sales team has their own relationship with the customer. Yeah. And, uh, we want to make sure that we're not doing anything to jeopardize that relationship. Yeah. So it's been, it's been challenging, but it's been a fun challenge. Yeah. And which is one of the challenges of the ecosystem strategy is yeah. 
friendly cooperation sometimes, overlap right. of roles, being well mm -hmm. coordinated, and you really have to have a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a limited mindset, it's always, you know, you're worried about the pie, like a limited size pie, and I've got to keep my slice of the pie. But if you have a growth mindset, you realize working together, my pie might be, you know, one third or one fifth, but it's a bigger pie, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's what we're trying yeah, to try. Competitor in the morning and partner in the afternoon. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. The right. other challenge I face is just demonstrating the value of the ecosystem. And so from, as a partner leader, demonstrating value to your CFO used to be, well, how many leads did my partners generate? How many clo deals closed? What's my partner originated? ACV. Which, which as a service provider was devastating to For us. you, yes, because that's not how you're measured. Right. Yeah. Mm. And so how are you guys measuring value of your partnerships, of your ecosystem, and how should I be measuring the value that you provide to Beyond Trust? That's a good question. That's a hard question, not yeah. just a good question. I saved the hardest one for last. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, we, at XMS, as a service provider, we derive value from our, from our partners by how, one, what opportunities are we able to win together? Yep. You know, are we able to grow that over time? The, not just the not just the size of deals, but the number of deals too. Yeah. But how do you, would you how should you derive value from us? You think about that, Michael. NPS yeah. scores. <clears throat> yes, yes. That that is definitely a measure of value that we are introducing, and we want to see which partners, what delivery partners, can drive the highest NPS from the customers because mm. that's. At the end of the day, we're trying to drive business outcomes yeah. and customer satisfaction. I think that's the only, the only fair measure yeah. of your service delivery partners is how satisfied the customer is with the product yeah. that they've got. Which in turn drives higher renewals, yeah. lowers the churn rate, exactly. should drive higher adoption and expansion of the account. And we're always looking at how do we get more products, you know, greater wallet share in that account. Sure, yeah, the, the password safe customer having EPM as well, right. or remote support, or PRA, or exactly. all of the above. Yeah, all the product families. And it'd be fantastic. Yeah. And we'd, we would benefit from that because we would, not, we would potentially not only get the implementation of the additional product, but the integration of the two together, yeah. and the integration with whatever other software they happen to have, be it you know, ServiceNow, Splunk, whatever it is. Right, right. All right, Justin. Yeah. First, first off, how does AWS measure the value of their ecosystem, of your ecosystem? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, there's three elements to that. One being real, you know, culture. I mean, obviously there's a financial aspect of this, but where, where their cultural principles line, align with ours. Yep. In a lot of cases, it's very big at AWS and Amazon, our leadership principles, and where our, where our partners share those same values, we tend to work closer with them and obviously think a little more broader around how we engage customers. Um, but also, you know, as I mentioned, the financial piece of this, right? So that who, whoever's doing the most, whoever has the most volume tends to get prioritized uh, or more or less, uh, uh, you know, they get different access to certain things. Um, yep. But also, lastly, there's, there's really a, an element of it that's, you know, for AWS rep to be able to deliver the you know, world-class PAM product, like now I'm offering cloud and you can go ahead and you know, click here and actually deploy a Beyond Trust solution. 
it extends, you know, it makes us twice as valuable. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the real opportunity for us. And, and obviously where we are, we're encouraged to work with partners because we don't offer, uh, or we, we may offer, but it's like a tiny granular component of a larger piece where you guys specialize. So, you know, I think there's mostly, most opportunity across the board, but where we want to start measuring, I guess, or where we want to be measured by you guys is the, you know, overall interaction with Marketplace, how mm -hmm. much how much volume is being driven through Marketplace and customer feedback. I'd love to have a data point for that, or uh, if we had some like scale or way to measure, um, but we'll work on that. Yeah, we look at it from an AWS perspective of certainly Marketplace sales, how much sales are we driving, even new business that comes because the customer has an AWS contract that drives new business, but also looking at then does that turn into co-selling with AWS, and what new opportunities does that create for us. Exactly, and how are those co-sell mechanisms working out in terms of helping you guys create a better customer experience, yeah. right? If, if, if the end customer is going to procure through, you know, they do 80% of their research most of the times before they buy anyway, so if they hear about, you know, a marketplace or something on the back end, they may not be happy. We want to make it as easy as possible for everyone to work together, uh, and if, you know, if it's if it's an opportunity for us to better serve the customer through Marketplace, great. Otherwise, we certainly don't have to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Sean, last up. How do you, let's start with how do you measure the value of your ecosystem? So I think the first, the, the first thing is we always agree a business plan with our partners because every vendor has a different perception of of, of value and what they need from the relationship. Mm -hmm. So yep. that's really important. I agree, mutually agree in the metrics. Um, but there's a number of things really. It might, you know, things like um, ultimately growing the business, but some of those smaller things which are really important that often get overlooked are, are we bringing new relationships and new partners? Are we, um, are we getting you in front of cu more customers? Are mm -hmm. we getting you more meetings? Are we doing more demonstrations and pre-sales? Are we technically and sales enabling those partners? Um, are we are we providing things like quotes on time? You know, basic things as well. Right. They're all they're all things that we can measure to make sure that we're we're meeting the objectives of the vendors. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those things are are often not seen because they're kind of done by us anyway. Um, but I think the the world is changing a little bit from being measured on point of sale to to points of value. Yeah, and that's what we need to do. So I thought of something that I wanted to add. Yeah. <laughs> We need our partners to deliver quality products that fit the problems that our customers have. That's, that's ultimately what the customers need, exactly. what's going to solve their business customers. problems, exactly. what's yeah. going to keep the customers happy. We all want happy customers. So how will we measure <clears throat> a vendor partnership? The vendor keeps providing us what we need to deliver yeah. to our customers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. As, as the, Which is uh, what Justin touched on, kind of exactly. the quality yeah, of the exactly, solution. Exactly. It's the pro is we you know we we deliver a good solution, but it's not a solution until <laughs> it's a solution for the yeah, customer. Yeah. And, right. and we call it a solution a lot, but at the end of the day, you know, at, for instance, uh, identity access management and AWS service, it's very you know raw level, entry level as mm -hmm. to where you guys provide that comprehensive level, and, and it's and at the end of the day, the customer is going to need freedom of choice. Yeah, right. yeah, and that's certainly the onus on Beyond Trust is to deliver those world-class products, but we also recognize we can develop the very best privilege access management solutions, but it's always just a slice of the entire mm -hmm. zero trust identity fabric yep. that Absolutely. the customer needs. Exactly. Yep. And that brings us back to you, our reliance on you, our partners, the ecosystem, 
to oh, deliver and not that. just us as partner this these types of partners but your technology alliance partners that's right mm-hmm. oh, yeah because mm-hmm. you know, it zero trust relies on ping identity or sale point or octo whom, tenable, octo, whoever, tenable whomever now. relies yeah. on all these different technology vendors that really do need to work well with you yes as opposed to some patchwork system that we come up with to make you work together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New ones keep popping up. We just formed a partnership with Jamf. That's new integration. So they, there's always new technologies coming yep. out that are fantastic. All right. To wrap it up, let's bring it back to Formula One. Um, <laughs> with, the, with the race series, there's been a lot of talk on stage and yesterday. Tell me your, how, how do you see Formula One, as much as you know about it in car racing, apply to our ecosystem? Mm a good one <laughs> mm. i stumped the panel <laughs> you know it's, if I'll, I'll just take a stab at it i just think uh the the desire for for going fast <laughs> accelerating a, a, accelerating is i mean i think a term that we always overuse but yeah. at the same time the uh, uh uh the level or more or less the ability for for the it just it's more than just the driver there's a lot that goes into it outside of just the driver there's yeah. obviously uh, a lot of technology that's built in the back end all the way back to the people that have to, you know, change the tires and, and you know make everyone happy. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a a tough question though, but that's what I got. <laughs> There's so many met- potential metaphors there. Um, I mean, your your pit crew metaphor of all of us working together mm-hmm. to to satisfy customer needs, but also ex- the driver could be the vendor who's trying to move fast in the market. Yeah. Right. Uh, doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be the customer. No. That's right. Uh, the the ownership of the <laughs> there's so many potential i don't know if you guys caught it nick fry just presented mm-hmm. um, just yeah. who's a legend you yeah. know in f1 and he was really talking about the business lessons yeah mm-hmm. and i thought that's where i saw the most direct correlation of what we're trying to do things like you've got to have you know, create a culture that where people are comfortable taking risk yes right, right. and i think we're all stepping out of our comfort zones. And he had that one slide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's honestly, it's, it's a common problem. It's not just in the technology space, right? It's, it's everywhere. Everybody's so worried about making this quarter's Mm. numbers work that there's very little opportunity or very little appetite for taking even a little risk to try to, accelerate things even faster yeah it's it's not something we're the four of us here are going to change but it's definitely something that should be recognized yeah we got to keep pushing got to keep pushing ourselves and everyone else in the company keep improving yeah keep improving get out of your comfort zone you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable yeah exactly all right anything that i did not ask you guys that you want to chat about or or bring up before Mm. we wrap this up I'd like to thank you for putting on the week. It's been great so far. I'm looking forward to the rest yeah, of the, the week. Yeah, the event's been fantastic. We got another, yeah. Definitely the rest of the week. We've got our partner advisory board yep. coming up that you guys are part of as well. So looking forward to that. Then we get to go have the Formula One experience. So then we'll know a lot more about yeah, the rest yeah, of the week. Yeah, that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Great to thank have you, you on Rob. the panel. Thank you, Rob. Hey, thanks and, for having uh, us. Look forward to the rest of the week and uh, building this ecosystem together. Absolutely. All right, cheers. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Channel Journeys. For show notes and other Channel Journey podcasts, visit channeljourneys.com. If you liked today's show, please forward it to your channel friends and be sure to tune in for Rob's next channel adventure.
All right, guys, there you go. The partner perspective straight from a service delivery partner, a hyperscaler, and a distributor. Big shout out and thank you to Michael, Justin, and Sean for joining me on this panel and for participating in our Go Beyond event. What a great time together. For all of today's show notes, just go to channeljourneys.com slash CJ113. You can subscribe while you're there. I'm not sure how we're going to top this event, but uh, we'll figure it out. Until then, have an awesome channel journey.